This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And our guest for the hour is Hank Payro of Payro Electric. There we go. The electrical uh, that runs through your home is powering more and more devices these days. Think about it. We were just talking about this uh, off the air that, you know, you used to not have a microwave in your home. So, you know, you used to not have a lot of appliances that are now there. So it sucks a lot more power. And, yeah, Hank's here and he's certified electrical. So we're going to figure out what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, how we can do it better. Join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you fellas this morning? Man, I'm great. Looking forward to a little bit of fall weather coming next week, and uh, you know what? I'm it's coming. Gonna, I'm going to believe it when I see no, it. No, it's coming. Okay, uh, it's coming, and uh, it, it cannot get here quick enough. Right, not in your back quick enough. Right. So, uh, what are you fellows working on right now? Well, we, um, in fact, Hank is doing some stuff for us in uh, Canton, Canton. I believe we, we've got a contract on some apartments mm-hmm. that we are rehabbing. Um, Canton, Jackson, and Vicksburg. Uh, so that's a pretty good uh, deal wow. for us. Uh, we're doing a, um, we've got a, a couple uh, foreclosures that we're working on, trying to get Oh, that's got to be fun. Yeah. Those are like the HDTV ones. Uh, man, get to, I'm get telling to just you. rip them out and all that stuff. Well, you know, it seems like. But it's got to be great because no one lives there. No so one, you can, no, no one lives there, and it seems like when the uh, people that did live there are leaving, they're 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 taking every part of that house they possibly can, right, and, and yeah. leaving everything they do not want. Right, right. <laughs> Thanks. So, Appreciate so, that. So we're playing uh, carpenter and trash collector. About all you, in, Hank. All in one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, what uh, you got? Any honeydews going on at home? No, that's probably the least. <laughs> According to my wife, I don't never do nothing at the house electric. Right, all right, okay, good. She has to call an electrician. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, uh, the wife finally got me to do the brakes this weekend. Hang on, uh, Veronica, I'll be right there. I did finally get to do the so brakes. now she can actually stop the car. Yeah, well, it, and it worked out. Okay, so here's the deal. When she put on the brakes, it jiggled real real bad. So I I went and, and bought new rotors and new pads. And I just wanted to, I wanted to tell folks this because I did this myself this weekend. And I know that seems like a big, hairy, scary thing. Yes. And and it's not nearly as bad. Let me tell you this, Jeff. It's the craziest thing, and you're not going to believe me. You can change your brakes if you can take the tire off of the car, the, the, like the wheel off. You know, like like you're going to change your tire. Right. You know, you take the wheel off. You know how many bolts is between you and changing your brakes from there? No. Four. That's four. Four nice. large bolts hold your brakes on to okay. your car. Okay. So if you take those four bolts off, you can literally change your brakes. If you have new brake pads and new brake rotors, you can have brand new brakes. Wow. Yeah. And that's how it works. Yeah, you well, saved yourself plenty of money. Uh, yes, you do. And so I just wanted to say that, folks, this is a possible thing. <laughs> 
And if you'll YouTube it for your model car and all that other stuff, you can actually get that kind of thing done yourself. It's not impossible. It's just work. All right, let's go uh, to the phone real quick. Veronica's been waiting patiently in Memphis. Veronica, what's going on? Good morning. I have a question about refrigerator, freezer units in a kitchen um, built in, say, 1960. I really could use two units because I have a lot of adults now that are in the house all the time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, is that a safe thing to up. do, or do I need to have that checked out, or can I just plug them in, you know, get another one and plug it in in my kitchen somewhere? We're going to let the electrician handle this one. <laughs> <laughs> go for it, Hank. Yeah, in a house that old, I don't know, in the kitchen there's probably not many circuits, but with the modern refrigerator and freezers nowadays, they use a lot less electricity. So a lot of times it is possible to run both on the same circuit. Okay. One more question. You know, I was looking, I have this problem with my dryer where I think it maybe is flipping the breaker and it'll run, but it won't heat up. And I go out there and flip Hmm. the thing, you know, the little, you know what I'm talking about, and it'll then it'll work. So I looked on the internet. Is there something wrong with um, boxes that have this dark orange-red labeling on them that needs to be replaced? Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm, I'm not familiar with the red and orange okay. labeling. But there is a, an issue with uh, 220 on that dryer. If, if Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, if it's tripping the breaker, it's definitely an issue going on, um, and it could be... You know, heating elements. It could be a number of things. A lot of times, Veronica, as we've worked with them on the show here and with our appliance guy that comes in, there are sensors in the dryer that tells that heat when to kick off. And if the mm-hmm. sensor is not working, the relay switch is not working, it it will either not turn the heating element on or not turn it off. Yeah. Uh, in in okay. which case, you can either burn out the dryer and cause a fire or it just your clothes won't get dry. So Yeah. So, okay, then. Get the dryer check first, I guess, and then if he says, then the electric maybe. Uh, yeah, you know what? I would think the dryer would be. Uh, well, I don't know. Would it be cheaper to fix I mean, the power or the dryer? The, 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 <laughs> the same person can check both of them out. So right. Um, I would I would call my appliance repair, um, and you know, unless it's time for a new dryer now. Um, okay. Gosh, how old yeah, is your dryer? Uh, too old. Uh-huh. So, but, but Hank, why would the dryer be working, and then you go hit the power? I mean, you flip the breaker, and it's mm-hmm. the heating. The so heating element's going to be on the second phase. Yeah. So, is it actually tripping the breaker? You actually have to turn the breaker off and then turn it back on. Yep, and that does it. Uh, then it'll heat. It'll run and heat after I do the thing that comes loose. Flip the little switch. And it's got to be something in the dryer making that breaker trip. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. get you an appliance person out to, to good, take a good. look at that. And and you know what? Sometimes a dryer, uh, to fix it, if it's a relay switch, of course, you're <clears> going to pay anybody in the world at least $75 to pull into yeah. your driveway. And, you know, dryers aren't extremely expensive. So right. Yeah. We, yeah, you do yeah. get to a return on investment point. You True. Mm. So. Okay. Well, that's good news. I can put a fridge in and I can uh, not and, go straight to the electrical box. I can look at the dryer first. Yep. Love y'all. It sounds like thanks. <laughs> Thank you. We love you, love us. All right, let's uh, keep on moving. Am I going to assume that this is Glenda? Glenda, are you there? Yes. Okay, what's going on, Glenda? Well, 
<clears throat> I, I spoke to the lady who answered the phone and said, I'm not sure that this is something that you would focus on today, but a That's couple okay. weeks ago, you had somebody on and you were discussing putting in an antenna mm-hmm. so that you could cut the cable. Yes, oh, ma'am. Oh, yeah. And I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. I remember. I've I've had numerous conversations about this uh, discussion on the show since. A lot of people are asking you about this. They want this. to cut the cable, don't yeah. they? So well, what was your question? Also, let me let me just say that uh, my husband and I are both 81 years old. We can't do that ourselves. So oh, okay. my gotcha. questions are: Where do you buy something like that? Mm-hmm. And who could you get? To install it, or could you get somebody from the place that you buy it to install it? And then I had, you know, wanted to know about um, putting an, in something to so that you have internet. Um, we've I, Comcast right now, and you know, we it's like a car payment. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, yes. Well, and and uh, there are so uh, you know this is a really great question for everyday tech. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you that's the show next. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you now that there are a couple of ways to do this. Um, let's see. You're in Hattiesburg. Yes. Well, let me say the easiest way in the world is to go buy a particular store that sells lots of electronics. Um, yeah. And the reason why I say that is because they sell the antennas along with uh, installation services. Um, and I'm not endorsing anyone. You can get actually this from a lot of different places. Actually, if you just, uh, uh, you know, if you don't like even using Google, you can go into a phone book and just look up antenna services. And there are usually a couple in your area that will do will do installations, but yet that big box store that you know of, it can do the whole thing in and out. Yep, yeah. that's right. And they really understand what they're doing? Yes, ma'am. Um, and the great thing about about cord cutting is that, Glenda, uh, you as someone of a mature age understands that they're not doing something newfangled. They're doing something they could do, you know, 70 years ago. So... You know, uh, cutting the cord, what what the newfangled call cutting the cord, is what we used to call putting up an antenna. So, no big deal. Well, <laughs> That's well, true. And, and one of the things that you mentioned in in the discussion, as I remember, was don't try to go cheap because get a really substantial one. And you mentioned a three hundred dollar, four hundred dollar price range. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. And so. Um, so I'm sure they have their own opinions of what they want to sell you, but um, right. But that's the right way to go in your view. Yes, ma'am, it is, gotcha. and have it because you're going to want to set up the antenna to point in the in the direction that you need, uh, and you know rather than you having to do all that rigmarole that I mentioned, uh, you know you can always hire someone. It's not a big deal. So. So they're they're going to be able to point you at that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. You go in and and find a salesperson that's at least shaving already, and <laughs> and uh, and and maybe you'll get some good yeah. help. Yeah, I think well, you just. I, have, I, I think I you have will... to say I, I, I've I've had a bad experience with this large electronic dealer. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> having somebody who told me one thing and it turned out to be totally the opposite thing. And, uh. You know, so I I would like to find someone else. You know, you know what's funny is that I've found in these stores it works just like a mechanic or a contractor or anything else. Find someone in that store 
that you believe yeah. and that you trust. That's right. That's and, right. And, and just have that person help you. Mm. <laughs> and, and, hey, Glenda, now there's something else you could do, too. Yes. You could always Google that. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying to actually do it yourself, but at least if you Googled it and read up on it a little bit, do, mm-hmm. do a little bit of investigating. When you walk into that store uh-huh. and find the guy that's shaving right, and say, hey, I, I want to cut the cord... And if he starts or she starts saying things that you don't agree with because you've done your homework, you could say, you know what, thank you, and then and then you could go to a different store, right, uh-huh. or a different salesperson. But but okay. but and, but, and but it's getting very very popular. My um, my my kids are cutting the cord. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's getting pretty popular. So so funny. So funny they 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 think as though they have discovered something exactly called broadcast yeah and and, well, and two now Glenda I'm scared to cut the cord I'm 58 and I'm scared to do it okay right. so I'm in the boat with you <laughs> well so but they'll be able to help you with you know getting your computer on you have to do yes something ma'am else to absolutely get your they, online and <laughs> yes ma'am uh, they can Glenda they can help you from start to finish top to bottom. All right, yeah, and uh, check out Everyday Tech if you want to know more about that antenna situation. All right, folks, that's the end of the first segment. It's time for us to take our first break. We're talking electricity today, maybe. So uh, if you have any electrical issues at your home, let us help. Uh, Hank Payro is here from Payro Electrical, and is here along with Jeff and myself. Call with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Chanel Benz. Come listen to my podcast for Right on Mississippi at mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein. You're here with contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. And our guest today is Hank Payro from Payro's Electrical. Join the conversation this morning with your home improvement questions by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. We had an email come in this past Sunday, and they asked, hey, I remember hearing on your show one day about the service that sends you replacement air filters at regular intervals, but I can't remember the name of the service or the show it was on, ours. So anyway, I greatly appreciate the reminder so I can sign up for it and check cleaning the air filter off of my to-do list permanently. So here we go. What I did today was I just Googled air filter delivery, and oh boy, do you find them. Lots of services online. Uh, three, three that I found uh, real quick that I found to be, you know, of... of Similar quality, I guess. Uh, Second Nature quality air filters and simple filter plan. All three of those do it. But really, if you if you Google air filter delivery, you're going to find a whole bunch of services that will deliver your exact air filter to your home every month, and you won't have to think about it anymore. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. You can do the same thing with your water filter. 
Really? Uh, yes. I just, I, in fact, I, I did that uh, over the weekend. Huh. And uh, so the filters are on the way. Like, I, I should have like them for today. your fridges? Or yeah. is that what, yep. Really? Yep. Huh. I so, did not know that. Okay. That's great. All right. Let's go to the line. Uh, Katie is on the line in Mobile. What's going on, Katie? Hi. Uh, so I live in an old uh, midtown above garage apartment in Mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have window units instead of like central air in our on our property. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an old 220 volt plug where I suspect they had an air unit tagged in there. Um, I have so few plugs in my apartment that I'd really like to convert that to a traditional plug so I could use it for lamps and things like that. I just wanted to see if that was, I've kind of done some research online, but I just wanted to see if that was something that you thought I could handle or if I should get someone professionally to come do that for me. Well, I could not, so I'm going to ask Hank. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that one until, is it like a three-prong plug? Yeah, it's like one of those big, fat ones, like almost like something you yeah. plug a dryer into. Okay, so um, it's probably going to be a number 10. In order to convert that to 120 volts, you would have to go into your electrical panel box, find the neutral for that wire, which is going to be on a two-pole breaker. It'll be a black wire and a white wire. So you take the white wire off and have to put it on a neutral bar. Really, you need an electrician. Everything he said it. just it, said, call it, an electrician. It, it, exactly. Yeah. 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 It, it's don't, not don't, a, don't get in that electrical yeah, box. It, it's okay? not a simple thing. I, I actually went to a guy's house one time here in Jackson. They was um, I was working for an electrical service company back then, and they sent me out on this call, and the lady says, I got this plug under the window. So she said, I think there used to be an air conditioner there. She said, but my husband was going to decide he was going to put in Christmas lights. Well, the first thing he done was plugged them into that plug. She said it lit up like the Griswolds. walls. Right, right. For yeah. just a few right. seconds, and then it all went out. It blew everything. Because it said, was 220. Yeah. So right. for the next hour and a half, she said, I heard him in there. Every time he had touched the plug, he'd grunt. He was trying to convert it <laughs> to yeah. 120 volts. Right. She said, so we decided to call an electrician out to do it. Right. Well, <laughs> Katie, I, listen, I can tell you this, too, and I've witnessed this. Um, Hank would go on a service call, and I would go with him, and and uh, he would pull these gloves out that were looked to me like way too big, and and so I asked him. I said, "Hank, what are you doing?" He said, "Well, you know, I'm not I'm not going to get electrocuted today, so right. It, it's there, there's things that I think we recommend the homeowner do. By the same token, there's things that we recommend you don't do. Right. So, and this right. is one of them. Yeah, changing the plug is one thing, but converting one to 120 volts from 220 or yeah. vice versa is a yeah. little different. <laughs> Next level stuff, Katie. All right. Thank you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Let's keep on moving. Linda is on the line in Port Gibson. What's going on, Linda? Yes. Um, I wanted to, to let you all know, I, I cut the cord back uh, five years ago. Mm-hmm. I went from cable to uh you know, regular uh, TV. Uh-huh. Yes, but I had to. I went to a big box store, uh-huh. and I had to buy an amplified antenna to bring in channels. I can get up to twenty-one channels on my TV. A good amplifier is is essential. If especially if you're far away from your signals, another thing that is really essential now that you need to grab if you're there is a uh, they call it a 4G filter, but it's basically just a filter to keep out the radio waves that that phones use. Uh, yeah, so, so it clears up the signal a little bit. It's another little filter that you put on there. Thank you very much, Linda. We appreciate it. All right, uh, we're going to do, let's see, some homeowner basics here. This is going to be cool. 
right? Um, how important is it to uh, for a homeowner to know the basics of home electricity? Uh, what you need to know is where the main service panel is first. Know where the panel is. Number two, the main circuit breaker. And um, the line side and the load side. Are these things that are making sense? Okay, for Hank, yes. <laughs> Jeff's sitting here looking at me like, what are you doing, man? All right, so when somebody trips a breaker, what does it mean? A um, couple of things. It could be just an old breaker that's been got weak. Or the most How does common, a breaker get weak? Just period of use, lots of stuff into it. Every time it trips, it gets weaker. So every time you go reset a breaker that is stripped, it just it's getting weaker and really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't yeah. know that was a usable so, kind of finite thing. Yeah. But the, the most common thing is just they get overloaded. Just people try to plug too much stuff into them. Okay. You know, another point, too, I've had this call on new homes. Jeff, my outdoor receptacle is not working. Oh, oh my gosh. I, I, get the, I get the call. And, and, and listen – Every outside receptacle and every receptacle by water mm-hmm. is protected by a GFIA. Yeah, is that GF, the GFCI. GFCI. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hank can explain that ground fault, but whatever. When your outside receptacles do not work, right. find that protected um, receptacle inside and 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 hit the button that's between the two plugs. The two places you can almost always find your uh, uh, GFIs are bathroom and kitchen. That's right. Oh yeah, uh, always find them there. Yeah, should be I, one in the garage. That's funny you say that though. <laughs> Hang on, Jim. I'm just about to get to you, but uh, uh, got an email. Hello, I noticed that both outdoor electrical outlets were not working about the same time, even though one is in the front of the house and one is in yeah. the back. Uh, is is this likely to be just a matter of rep- of replacing the outlet box, or do you suspect something involving the fuse box? I've turned the switch connected to these outlets in the fuse box on and off again, but that did not solve the problem. House is 14 years old, and only one outdoor outlet was used very often. I really believe that is sure. a question to the answer we just That's gave. That's right. It yeah. is. Go inside, look for those outlets. And the ones that are G- GFI, don't don't let us confuse you with that. These are the ones that have reset on them, like test and reset. Uh, those ones that have the little buttons in the middle, those are the ones you're looking for. And when you hit that reset, uh, all your, all your um, electronics are going to fire up. If you've got stuff plugged in outlets, it's going to go. That's right. And, and it's a safety issue. It's all it is. Right. So, so okay, let's go to uh, Jim in Houston, Mississippi. What's going on, Jim? Uh, good morning. Morning. I live, I live in a house that was built in 1960, and I suspect it needs to be rewired for me to continue surviving. Uh, the other gentleman that you have on there, Mr. Moore, Dale. Yeah. I, I've heard him mention from time to time, if you have a fuse box, don't go to sleep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like him, yeah. Uh, I sleep with one eye open, but... Um, <laughs> and then he sleeps in. Yes. <laughs> I go ahead and sleep. Sorry about that, Jim. Yeah, I got it. But I really, I really try, I don't, I, I still try to plug in things with the same philosophy I used in, the folks used in 1960, but um, I think I need to have it rewired, and I probably need to have the fuse box converted to a circuit breaker, people tell me. What is your opinion on that? Yeah, the fuse boxes are really out of date. Um, the circuit breakers are, are definitely a, a lot better. 
Uh, probably are, safer. Are the fuse boxes truly unsafe? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. definitely creating a lot of heat. So, right. Yeah, and, that's where you get and into that's, the... You know, obviously heat turns to fire, and, right. and and that's that's you know. Well, there's a reason we evolved to breakers. I, exactly yeah. right. So. so, and I guess in the, by having it rewired, I could have it then with, uh, well, the thing you were talking about, ground faults and yes, the three prong plugs and that kind of stuff. To have that done, am I going to have to move out and have the people come in essentially and build my house from the inside out again? Or? Rewiring one is really it's it's tricky. Um, if somebody's living in it, especially because um, there's going to be places sometimes you can rewire them without having to cut a bunch of holes or completely tear the wires out. Uh, just kind of a matter of the person doing it and how much. Yes. If you were, if you were to re, uh, let me just ask a question here, Jim. If you were to rewire, Hank, if you were to rewire, say a a, a two thousand square foot home, and and you were wanting to make it to to current code and everything, and someone currently lived in this, all right? So you're having to rewire this home. Let's say it was built in the 1970s. Uh, how long would it take you, do you believe, to rewire that home? With the sheetrock and everything being on the walls, uh-huh. it's totally different than a new construction house. Right. It, You know, you could do it in probably a week to 10 days, maybe. A week to 10 days. Did you get that, Jim? Yes. Okay. And you know, another issue too. It helps make a decision. That's yeah. right. And another issue, Hank, you, me and you've witnessed this. It, house is built in 1960, have a four and 12 pitch roof. Um, mm-hmm. Today we're going to do a 12 and 12. Mm-hmm. So now we're crawling on our belly to get these, yes. to get this wiring done. Right. Because everything's still in the attic. It takes right. a small, small young man to get it. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's slow. It can, it can get expensive. Um, I'm like, and I've actually done them from underneath the house. You know, well, there on a right, yeah. If we're on a conventional, <laughs> that that so my house is on slab, so it's pretty much yeah. Yeah, yeah so everything's yeah, in the yeah, attic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you can basically figure rewiring an old house is twice as expensive as a new house. Yep. Really? So, yeah. Okay. If somebody's charging four dollars to move, then should right. <laughs> <laughs> somebody's charging four dollars a square foot on a new house, and you basically figure eight. Yeah, that's what our show is about. If you can't fix it, leave. Move. Right. <laughs> Don't go to sleep. Right. Don't go to sleep. Well, what about what about just what about starting by having the the, the fuse box replaced with the breaker box? With that, before I rewire the house, is, is, are those do those go hand in hand, or would I be more able to sleep with just a breaker box changed? Uh, yeah, probably, I mean, it'd definitely be safer as far as the breaker box is concerned, for sure. You think he's got aluminum wiring? Probably, uh, it's probably aluminum wire and probably yeah. only two conductor wire with no ground. That's right. Uh, yeah, go ahead and get that breaker box. <laughs> Hey, it's yeah, a start. It, yeah, it's, it's a start. A start. It definitely be safer. So it couldn't be get worse. Than no, that, so. no, and and you know, I mean, there there are thousands of houses that have aluminum wiring in them. Yes, it's, right. I mean, I don't know when we changed, but but it's yeah. probably eighties, seventies, mm-hmm. yeah, or something. Late, we went to copper. Late seventies. Jim, the big thing that we've learned about aluminum wiring: if you've got this in your home, or if someone tells you aluminum wire or aluminum, yes. basically as a, a as a as a thing, uh, responds to to temperature. 
Right. Heat changes. Yeah, uh, you know, soil and shrink. Right, and that's I what makes heating element all through my house. Well, that's what makes them jiggle loose from each other when they're when they're you know twisted up and things like that. They will jiggle loose from each other because the heat changes how they uh, are the size. So I had the idea, and I have a lot of ideas, but I had the idea that maybe the aluminum wiring hadn't come in by the time they built this house. But we can only hope. We may well. <laughs> uh, but 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 by by having just having the, the the breaker box put in, I wouldn't putting a breaker box in isn't going to make the rewiring job more difficult later on. No, no, no. I could probably get that. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, man. Well, thank you, Jim. We appreciate it. I appreciate. It. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, take that. It's time for another break. If you have uh, any home improvement questions, give us a call. Hank Pabro, certified electrician, is here to help us out. So if you have any electrical issue, today is your day to call. Call us with your questions or comments at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And during the break, see if you can name the top five energy vampires in your home. Now, these are the appliances that use electricity, even when they're turned, quote, off. See if you can name them, and uh, we'll give you the correct answers when we return. Stay tuned. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or email fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Jeff Sammons from Houseworks and Hank Payro from uh, Payro Electrical. And if you missed any part of today's show, you can always listen back on our website at mpbonline.org slash fixit101 or any podcast or by podcast on any MPB uh Man, I'm getting this all wrong. On your favorite podcast app or the MPB Public Media app. By the way, we found out something cool about our podcast yesterday. Uh, If you go to Family Handyman, uh, Fix It 101 is one of the 10 podcasts you should listen to if you're a handyman. Man, that's... uh, So that's national, international, the whole nine yards. That is great news. I know. Isn't that cool? Yes. There you go. Um, Okay, right before the break, we asked if you could list the top five energy vampires in your home right now. Number one, computers and computer-related equipment. Modems, routers, the whole nine yards. Stuff spinning all night, folks. So... Uh, instant on TVs, LED, CD, rear projection. The rule of thumb, the larger the screen, uses more energy. Okay. And even when it's off, it's still there. Okay, surround sound systems. You turn off the TV, the sound goes off, but the sound system's still on. Hmm. Unless you remember to turn it off. Cable or satellite TV boxes, same thing as the, as the other. And uh, household items with a clock, obviously. But I'm not going to throw out my oven. I'm sorry. No. It's not going to happen. I'm keeping it. Right. Uh, got a question here. We're going to go to the phone here in just a second. But I got this question, and it almost scared me, so I wanted to ask. Uh, I have eight recessed lights in my living room. There, this is an email. Eight recessed lights in my living room. There are two dimmer switches. When I turn them on, there is a crackle and a flutter of lights from the bulbs. Then they come on bright. Same happens as I turn them off. I've replaced the switches, 
which did nothing to fix it. I have removed a bulb, thinking it might be overloaded, which did nothing. Any ideas? Um, they make demoable bulbs and non-demoable bulbs, so it could be non-demoable bulbs that's oh, in there. Really? It could be that simple? Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dimmable bulbs and non-dimmable bulbs. Yeah, so when you buy your bulbs. Is there some sort in? of code that says that, or would it actually just say it on there? No, it, just, it says it on the bulbs when you buy them. They'll say dimmable. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We can go for that. Uh, I, yeah, sounds that's reasonable what, to me. That's right. what it sounds like. All right. I am uh, uh, Java. I'm going to go ahead and go to the phone, and I'm just going to let you pick a line. There we go. We'll just, we'll just go with it. Kathleen's on the line in Osaka. What's going on, Kathleen? Kathleen, are you with me? Nope. Let's move it along. Let's go to uh, Tom in Long Beach. Hey, you there, man? I'm here. There you go. What's going um, on with you? I got a microwave oven um, over the stove microwave oven put in a couple of years ago. Um, and it this one, we replaced one that, that my brother and I had installed. So we added the outlet there. The, the previous one was hardwired into the, the wall. Um, and the one that we bought had a plug-in, so we added an outlet there in the cabinet above the stove um, and worked great for about four years, um, burned up. Um, I, I thought it was a door switch. Anyway, um, so got a new one about two years ago, um, put that one in, and then fairly recently, a few months ago, started having problems with it. Um, again, I, I thought that seemed strange after just a couple of years, so I called a couple of appliance guys. Um, they came out, took a look at it. Um, checked everything out, said that the oven, they couldn't find anything wrong with the oven. But what they found was that the voltage coming on that outlet was less than what it should be. I think they said it was somewhere around 70 percent, 60 or 70 percent of what the the power should be. And I'm I'm saying voltage. I believe it was voltage and not amperage, um, but, but coming out of that outlet. And I was like, okay, well, that's strange. And they said, Do you, can you just plug it into another outlet? And I'm like, well, sure. So I put a uh, extension cord, surge protector with an extension cord, and plugged it into another outlet, and it worked great. Um, and so we just used it that way just because I never stopped to call an electrician to get somebody to come out and look at it. Um, and this is where things get odd, um, is after maybe four or five months of running on that other outlet, it began to do the same thing. And I thought, hmm, so let me plug it into another outlet. So on that same surge protector with that same extension cord, moved it over and plugged it into a different outlet on that same wall, um, and <laughs> works great. So so I'm now on the third outlet that this microwave oven seems to be, like, corrupting. <laughs> and I have never heard of anything like that before in my life. Wow. Uh I don't know where you got this microwave, man, but no, I'm just kidding. Hank, uh, are you seeing a pattern here? Yeah. I've never, I've never heard of that going to different outlets. A lot of times on a a low voltage thing on the outlet, um, it could be as simple as a a neutral being loose. Right. Um, When you have the electrician. in the box. Right. um, When the electrician came out, did he say that you had the the full complement of power coming into your house? No, no. So let me back up a step. The guys that came out were appliance repair guys. They were not licensed electricians. So they told me that they could not, um, that they weren't licensed to go look at the the box in the attic, um, where where you know that where that outlet you know ties in. They did say you know it could be as simple as a loose wire in the box, um, you know something like. They did look at the outlet. They took the the cover off the outlet itself, and they said you know everything looks fine in there. 
Um, but but they weren't willing to to go further than that because they were sort of on the edge of their wow. their licensure. So the, um, the other outlets that you plugged it into, did they go to a box in the attic also that has a junction? Um, frankly, I don't know. Um, I um, I believe I have every reason to believe that those um, those outlets are all on the same circuit. I will note that. Um, of course, I, as I mentioned, I'm in Long Beach, and so um, my house did have some significant damage post-Katrina or uh, as a result of Katrina, right. um, and um, and including in that area. So those ceilings were out. Okay. Um, we, the we insurance guy ceiling. looks up at the screen at that moment when he hears Katrina. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, um, Tom, I, 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 I agree with Hank. I, I think it's a simple... Um, get electrician out there. Let him check that neutral. Uh, the neutral to me has got to be loose. Yeah, because it sounds and, like the you're getting a load off it, of the microwave on the different exactly. circuits. So and, it and sounds like a loose neutral. The know? two quickest ways to um, wear out an electrical item is too much power or not enough power. Hmm. So not not enough power does as much damage as too much. Yeah, definitely. So your um, actually voltage should range anywhere from about one ten at the lowest is really the lowest you want, but okay, it can go yeah. all the way up to one hundred twenty six. And, and, and it's real simple if you'll go the if you'll go to the big box store, get you a a, a simple inexpensive meter, plug it in that um, uh, receptacle. It's going to tell you how many volts is coming out. Yeah. Right. And, and so, a trick to it, too, when you go from your, when you plug your meter and if you go, you're, you're hot and you're neutral. Uh-huh. If you don't get the correct voltage there, always take your neutral lead and go to the ground. Uh-huh. A lot of times you'll find you'll get the correct voltage. Okay. Okay. And that definitely tells nice. you have a loose yeah. neutral. Right. After many, many years of experience, that's a nice little trick. I like that. Right. Okay. Uh, thanks a lot. We appreciate it, Tom. Let's just uh, keep on moving on. Who's up next? Is that uh, Cindy? Yeah, Cindy is in Oxford. I got a question about a garage door yesterday. What's going on, Cindy? Cindy, um, are you, you there? Yeah, come here. Can you hear me? Yeah, sure. What's going on? Um, so um, my garage door, yeah, the door goes up and down everything, but uh, we built the house, of an out, we moved in the house about 10 years ago, and we've had trouble with the garage door opening since the beginning. Uh-huh. But uh, we have brought the guy out, and they've worked on it, and, you know, it comes back, and we've, that's probably happened two or three times. But this last time, Every time the garage door was opening and shutting, it would pick off one wall of electricity in the Hang on, just a second. Hang on, I'm losing you here, Cindy. Tell me that last uh, couple of sentences again. Every time you... Yeah, every time every time we would... Every, it would kick off the, the wall of electrical things in the kitchen, which is right okay. there. Okay, oh, I got you. Okay. So we brought in an electrician, and he said, you know... Um, there's just an electrical charge, and it was just kicking it off every once in a while. And uh, you know, he didn't really give us an example, but he, the light, uh, the the kitchen no longer kicks off. But okay. about every two or three times, when you open the garage door, it quits working. It's uh, electrical I, part of it. I think I know and, what's wrong with it. Wow. Okay, Jeff, uh, go for it. Yeah. Uh, Big guy. Got any slinger? I don't think your door is tracking properly. Okay? And what I mean by that is putting the motor under a bind. And when it puts the motor under the bind, uh, under a bind, it, it a safety feature in that motor kicks it off. 
So get a reputable garage person out there. You live in Oxford. Yeah, not necessarily um, a, a an electrician, but a no, garage it's, a garage door. This is person. a garage door problem, not a electrical problem. Doors not tracking properly. It was installed improperly. It did not work well from day one, correct? Had trouble with it from day one. That's right, it. Right. That's it. We actually, I had uh, someone here at MPB come and ask me yesterday, hey, uh, do you know a garage door person? And you door. can look up very specifically yes. a garage door person. Door, uh, doors are tricky. Okay? Yeah, and garage doors can be, believe it or not, deadly. So yes. um, you want someone specific to deal with those that deals with garage doors. That's, this is not a uh, do-it-yourself, okay? No, garage doors aren't but DIY. I will say, you know, we had a garage door guy out there a couple of times, and it would stay fine still for like a year and a half or right. two years, and then we could start right back in it. Makes me, it like makes I me said, wonder if your foundation's twisting a little. Tiny. Yeah, that and and you know, remember the remember the doctor that graduated medical school. There was one that graduated the top and one that graduated the bottom. That's true. That's so, true. It's always <laughs> let's get a guy on the top. Right okay? there, you go. It's always more than one opinion. Okay, That's let's right. keep on moving. Uh, it, are we going to go? Okay, let's go to go to Frank in Florence, and he's got a question about bulbs. What's going on, Frank? I just wanted to add a little bit to the conversation you just had about dimmable bulbs. Yes, sir. You know, incandescent bulbs are, by their nature, all dimmable. So when you worry about whether they're dimmable or not, you're probably talking about LED bulbs. Yes, sir. And if you want to have dim LED bulbs, you have to buy a special kind of a dimmer that's built just for dimming LED bulbs. That's that. I'm glad you said that. Uh, Hank, tell, talk about what he's talking about. Yeah, they, they definitely make the... Um the the LEDs even photo cells uh, you can get a photo cell that won't won't operate LED bulbs so they specifically got to be for LED bulbs are they are they uh, Frank do you know if those are any more expensive than a regular uh, dimmer switch they are and they're a little bit hard to find you have to really look look on the shelves of the big box store or uh-huh. look extra hard when you order them from right. Amazon or wherever you get them from. Or, and I should say this because uh, I don't want anybody getting on to me, but, or you could walk into an actual neighborhood hardware store and ask the guy at the front counter and he'll show you where they are. <laughs> That's an even, even better idea. Right, right. All right, Frank, I really appreciate that. That's a great idea. Thank you. Let's go on to uh, Lee from Woodville. What's going on, Lee? Good morning. Morning, sir. I, what I want to do is ask you all uh, a two-in-one question and hang up and let you guys decide how to do it. We like One that. One is, um, how can a carpenter and or a contractor refrain from always cutting the cord on the steel saw and how... Can they be? Uh, can they be repaired? And I'm going to hang up and let you guys talk about that. Thank you, sir. Let me tell you how I do it. Okay, I had to learn this the hard way after I cut six skill saw cords. You know. Uh, this is crazy, and I had to learn this. No one taught me this. I wish someone had taught me from the beginning. I take the cord, and I'm right-handed. Okay. I'm right-handed, so the cord's going to come out right behind, right beside my elbow. So what I do is I wrap that cord around the back of my leg so that it cannot come 
towards the blade at all. It's always behind me. It's always behind. It. Does someone have a better method, Hank? I, I don't use too many skills. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, throw the cord over your shoulder. I, I mean, because nah, that kind of gets in the way as you do well, it. I, I like I yeah, wrap it around I'm, the inside of the back of my leg so that I, can't come out. I um. Uh, yeah, no, you cannot cut the cord. I mean, come on, just don't, don't <laughs> no, no, cut the cord. What's what's, what's but, worse about it when you do that? If if you've got a, a, a skill saw going at full blast and you don't know it, and usually you're cutting the cord by the cord coming up on the bottom, and you're 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 clipping it on the bottom of the board is typically what's happening. But what happens when you hit that cord is like a gunshot going off. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, it's I really, so loud. I really want you paying more attention. Just yeah. come on. It sounds like a lot of it. slow down a minute. And yeah, slow down. Slow down. We, we we can you know we can't cut our fingers and we can't cut the cord. Now, do not do not do not splice that cable together and put black electrical tape on it. <laughs> yeah. OSHA show up on that job. You're not gonna like that. Fine. Oh, you so, can't do that. Okay. Well, no. You, no. <laughs> Hang on. You can put a new end on it. Okay. Oh, okay. Really? And you can put a new end on it. Uh-huh. OSHA approved end. You can put a new cord on it. Go uh-huh. inside the saw, wire it up properly, right. come out of the saw like you're supposed to, put a new end on it, good uh-huh. to go. Do not take that cord that's cut in half, tie wire it together, and black tape it and continue working. Really? It is. No. It's no. not good. <laughs> it's not good. OSHA finds out. I think OSHA's minimal fine, I think, is $20,000. Now, I think maybe $10,000. do not call me and uh, tell me what it is, whatever. They but make it scary enough that you don't want to do it. You don't want right. to do it. So, <laughs> well, I'm going to have to leave the cheaper. <laughs> yeah. New saw is a lot cheaper and much safer. I'm going to have to go home and make some changes real fast. <laughs> All right. Let's go to uh, Kathleen and Osaka. What's going on, Kathleen? Uh, two quick comments. One, yeah. the guy with the dimmer lights, uh, tell him to check up there and see if he's got any critters that might be eating on a wire in and around that box that may uh, make it kind of sporadic. Yeah, you know, that happened a lot, especially on the older boxes, the can lights, because they were so warm. They, well, they attracted critters. Yeah, they like critters. Anyway, uh, I have a little comment about uh, last week. I couldn't get in. It was too late in the show to call back. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they had a lady calling about her front door that had um, trouble with the sun. Yes. Okay, the sun's going to be there. She can redo it every other year for the rest of her life. But you can take a little action ahead of time. There are what they call cloth or fabric awnings. Look like kind of a little rounded thing you can put over your door. Or you can put one extended out, or you can use uh, wood, make a hard uh, cover, like a little shelf coming out over the top of your door. You can underlight it with lights to dress it up, or you could use uh, lattice work to buffer the light on either side and put uh, a plant or ivy or something of that sort on it. Do something to direct the light away. You can do it in any kind of style you want, country, classic, English, whatever, that suits the house. Um, That's it'll true. It'll work, and it's a permanent solution. That's but, a great uh, idea. It also adds a few dollars to you, <laughs> to the value of the house. Yeah, I'm but, sure. 
All right. Thanks, Kathleen. Appreciate it. You know, uh, Hank, before we get off the show, because we're, we're quickly coming to a close. If, okay, say I'm a DIYer, I like to do things myself at my house. And what are some of the things that I can work on at home? Okay, I've got outlets, I've got switches, I've got light bulb, uh, you know, uh, things. All of that stuff is, uh, you know, it's pretty common, the receptacles and, and switches and things like that, your mm-hmm. lights, ceiling fans, right? you know, uh, chandeliers, different things like that. Uh, some of the things I, you know, I don't recommend to a lot of people going into the panels themselves. Just sometimes there's just things. They yeah, don't the, know what, about. what they used to call the fuse box or the breaker yeah. box. <laughs> I, you know, unless you've got more uh, more brains than me. Yeah, if, if your, your your panel box can be scary. There are a lot of things in there that will hurt you. Um, now, I, I've got a great weekend project for you. Uh, and it's very, very safe, other than you, you will have to get on a ladder. But you can change those old can lights out mm-hmm. to the new LEDs. Yeah. Uh, you screw out the bulb. You screw in your, your, your new LED and then put your trim ring on it. And, and, it's, and it's, like, it's, like, it's like a disc? Yeah. I mean, really, yeah. it's just right. like a little disc, yeah, and, they, but they it looks the, like a can light. Right. They make the whole trim yeah. now where it's, it's convertible. You just take the old bulbs yep. out. Right. And, so if uh, I, And I've seen and people it, do 60, have 60 or so in their house, and I've heard of the power bill dropping as much as 30 bucks a month. Wow. Sure, yeah, because you, you, know, you, you, you now, get rid of all of the heat. You've now converted your uh, all of your can lights all over to LED. See, so, you just convinced me right there. Oh, and yeah, it's, it, a, it's, it's a, a great fun. Deal. It's a fun yeah. project, and, again, it's safe. Okay. Yeah. And it's unbelievable at the different the, the amount of light you can get from them. Really? Just, yeah. Okay. So if I could, uh, if I had uh, some tools just for electrical stuff at my house, what would I have? Um, screwdrivers, uh-huh. uh, a pair of linemen, things like a strippers, wire strippers. Wire stripper, you know, uh, and I and, big and I found that when you work in outlets and switches, a flathead screwdriver, about the only place left on earth that still uses a flathead <laughs> screw. Yes. I think you're right. Is 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 uh, outlets and uh, and switches. Yeah. But you know what's funny? If you decide you want to change it, I did this in one home. Change out the outlets to say from from like a beige color to a white color. I don't know if you know this, folks, but outlets are like sixty cents a piece. Yeah, they don't you cost buy anything. Buy a box of ten for three dollars and ninety cents. Yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> actually a project that you can do on a Saturday. So there you go. All right, folks, that's it. That was pretty good. I mean, I'm impressed. All right, that's it. That's our uh, final break. Fix It One Hundred One is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by your generous contributions. And our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Miss Liz Gill. And uh, for Jeff Simmons, today's guest, Hank Payro from Payro Electrical, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Jay White and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.